This is Dave Lyle, a.k.a. The Mad Scientist, and you're listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, good people, we're back at it. Another installation of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And if you haven't figured it out yet, we are still on the road, but this time we're in Augusta, Georgia. And sitting across from me is my main man, the mad scientist himself, Dave. What's going on, Dave? What's up, Mike? Yeah. Still alive and awake yeah, for, that's for the time being. Right there. So we had a fun time today <laughs> shooting at the CSRA match. So if you didn't know, Dave is actually the match director for CSRA shooters on the fourth or yeah, the fourth Saturday yeah. of the month. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So today's match was very interesting. You know what I'm saying? It was a great mixture, if you ask me. And it played with one stage, whereas you can hose it. Another stage, you had to concentrate on your footwork. Another stage, you had to kind of put footwork and your plan together so you can hose it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like I said, yeah. for me, it was a great mixture. But overall, I had fun all day when it came to this. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I heard it from a lot of other people too said they had a good time at the match the stages were fun a lot of people thank me for you know for the match and and the stages and uh i had just wore myself out this week it just it's tough to do these things in the middle of summer it was 95 degrees all day the day before well you stayed out there till like about nine o'clock you said getting um uh, yeah, the Friday together? before I was out there to nine, and then the Thursday before I was out there to seven. But wow, so that's dedication right there. Either either way you look at it, you know what I'm saying. Well, I can honestly say I appreciate the efforts that you put into it because that's something that says a lot about you. But at the same time, it brings people to the match because of that dedication. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's. Um I do enjoy doing it. It was just tough this month, uh, just from the heat mainly. Yeah, and I, I had an idea for a stage that I just I couldn't make work. I spent so much time mm. on this crazy prop I was working on, and it just right. didn't work out. But we're gonna we're gonna come back to that at a later date. Yeah, yeah. It's always <laughs> time to re-energize and come back better. <laughs> That's how it goes. So overall, like today. What would you say your favorite stage was? My favorite stage. Or the best stage of the day for you. Oh, I didn't have a very good day shooting. What? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) It was just mental errors all over the place, man. I was just... It's tough for me in general to shoot my own match, just running the match. There's so much other stuff going on. Um, yeah, people asking me questions, you know, stuff that I need to take care of at the match. And I was fatigued and just mentally exhausted from, you know, the heat being out there two days in a row. But well, I enjoyed 
man, I don't know. It, I think it was a kind of a tie for me for the uh, stage that you designed. We started on it. There's, there's T-Bird. But um, the one that you designed, we started on that stage and I blew it, but I really enjoyed the stage itself. Right. And um, there was the second one that, no, it was stage... I'm having trouble remembering that because we had to move a stage around. I think it was stage four, one that Travis designed mm -hmm. that was uh, kind of in the shape of an M. Right. <clears throat> and uh, that one was that one was really cool. I enjoyed that one a lot because the way I shot it, I did some, uh, like, retreating movement, like shooting on a move, backing up, right. up range. And um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. So. I think the one that... I enjoyed the most was stage one. And I had the problem was when I loaded my magazine, I thought I had too many rounds in the magazine. So I ended up taking one out, which hurt me because I should have had two more shots before the reload and it forced me to do a reload early. So, man, overall, I mean, it was 17 second yeah. run when I knew I could have easily done that in, in maybe 13 maybe if that you didn't definitely happen. could have yeah. yeah so but like like i said it was a fun stage so that was my was favorite stage for the day it was fun that one was uh kind of like a hoser stage i mean you're real close targets most of them were open targets but um there was some footwork some movement some leaning <clears throat> um you had to you know you had to pay attention to what you're doing right so let me see so stage one was pretty decent um, like we said, it was start where well, you had to start with your toes on the fault line. And then when you step in, um, you had to actually, you know, like engage however you wanted to engage. And I've seen four different runs on stage one, just my squad by itself. You know, so that right there goes to show you that that was an ingenious design of a stage. Yeah, there were a lot of options. Definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of them. And. The times wasn't too shabby either, but once again, that goes back to splits and transitions, you know, in a nutshell, you know. So, Travis, um, that was a great stage design that you put together out there, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your stage designs because that was almost scary in a sense, you know what I'm saying, because how free it was to roam but how easy it was to mess yourself up, you know, in the same time. And I literally saw somebody that I was all rowing hit the no-shoot two times because they was going too fast versus yep. as trying yep. to find that sweet median. You know what I'm saying? That's part of it. Yeah, the little speed change up every now and then when you have a partial target in the middle of some close <laughs> open targets. Yeah. So, that'll mess you up. Yeah, so that was, that was pretty um, interesting to watch. And then... Um, Going on to stage two, which was the classifier stage, um, that was classifier 0606. I didn't do as good on that as I wanted to, but I ended up coming out with a Charlie rating on it, you know, with a 4.9 hit factor, you know, so. That one uh, was disappointing for me, and it was all my fault. 
Well, well, I mean, it normally would be anyway, but <laughs> I had a great first string. That was a two-string classifier. You started freestyle, you, then you went stronghand. Second string was start freestyle, then go weekend. Right. I had a great first string, and I was looking forward to smoking the next string. Uh-huh. And somehow I locked my holster when, oh. I, when I went back for the second string. I have never done that before at all. That's never never had to happen. Yeah, you blame that one on the heat. <laughs> Bad habit in the heat. So I heard the buzzer for the second string and went for my draw, and it didn't come out of the holster. So, oh, man, so it, that's disappointing right there. Uh, oh, that man. ruined it. But Yeah, I think right. um, what I need to do is I think I just need to go out there and shoot more strong hand, support hand, you know, doing live fire. You know, but I do dry fire it every night. So that's why I felt comfortable when I did it. But I didn't feel comfortable enough to push it harder yeah. than what I did. You know well, p- yeah, part of it really is just like transitioning hands um, after reload, you know, going to weekend. Right. So, but like I said, I, I had fun with it overall. I wasn't yeah. disappointed in what I did. I just wanted to do better. But a lot of these classifiers, even though you think it's easier than what it looks like, once you actually do it, there's a lot of mental prep you need to have to go into oh, it. Yeah. You know, because that classifier has been around since 06, 2006. And we're 2020 right now. So how yeah. many times has that been burnt down? You know, it's, it's been run a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, one of the things I try to do when, at, when I'm ending practice, um, I try to make sure in live fire that I always end with some, some strong hand weekend stuff, just a little bit, even right. you know, if nothing else. Yeah. I'll run a plate rack, uh, you know, strong hand, and I'll run it weekend a couple times. And um, shooting a plate rack really, you know, helps you pay attention to your sights and trigger pull one-handed in, in what you're doing. Clear a plate, la- plate rack weekend only. It's It makes you feel good when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now uh, – Last time I did do any live fire practice, I was doing um, strong hand, weak hand, but that was literally before COVID. You know what I'm saying? So ever since then, you know, it's kind of hard to come across supplies and everything. So, but it is yeah. what it is. You know how it, it goes sometimes. Now, moving on to stage three, um, that was the design that you originally came up with where it's supposed to have been a swinging target going across the stage well yeah that's the one i spent i really probably spent about 12 hours just on that one stage like working on this prop design that i had for it and finally at seven o'clock last night monday no i'm sorry friday night i just had to can it because it wasn't working the way i wanted it to right had to start over with the stage design well i mean i still think the alternative was you put a swinger on it right which was still activated by your foot. And I still believe that it was challenging to people because, once again, on the squad that I was on, there was like three people who literally forgot to hit the the stomp plate. As they took four steps, they turned around to hit the stomp plate to go back (laughs) to that final position. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like I said, it still played on people's mind because... Yeah, there there were... Still options for that stage. We had, uh, I think there were one, two, three, three different ports, but that were available three, four, five, but like five different shooting positions total, I guess. 
You didn't necessarily need to use all five of them, but they were there if you needed them. So you had options. Right. So on this stage, I do remember like when I started, I started off on the far left and you had to take the hard lean to take a double stack that was masking the other two targets by a barrel, yep. which yep. forced you to go to the next port that had the stomp plate on it. And um, on that one, I originally, when I was coming in, I wanted to hit the plate and keep my foot on the plate and shoot the targets and then just take off to the next window, which would have been all the way on the far right, bypassing the other two open areas you could have shot at. Yeah. You know? But my foot was literally touching the edge of the plate, not enough to activate it, but I can feel my toes on it. So I just went ahead, shot the three targets, and then as I was leaving, I stepped on it and then just hauled tail to the end, okay. to the barrel. And then um, originally I kept saying I wasn't going to shoot the swinger. But by the time I got there, I was like, okay, it's presenting itself. So I just threw three shots at it. And then I cleaned up the last, um, was it 12 shots after that one? Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting two alphas on the swinger. And then everybody kept saying, like, you were so close to three alpha that it, it was just a matter of, how it was moving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's awesome, that's awesome. That, that is good, yeah, and this swinger we had set up to where it was not visible at rest, so if you chose not to engage it, it, it would not penalize you. You wouldn't lose any, I mean, you would still not get the points, but it would not be a penalty toward, toward you. You would just get no penalty mics on it. So, you know, normally I try to stay away from the, the disappearing targets because a lot of people choose just as a whole we'll just choose not to shoot it even if you know it's it's the right choice or not i don't know people seem to be afraid of moving targets somewhat but this one gave you the option and i left it open for i hit that stomp pad and just running by that first port where where that pad was was sitting mm -hmm. i just ran by it and hit it real quick you know in motion and went to the next port engage okay. the three targets i was going to leave that swinger there as a possibility if it when i came into the last port if it was there presented itself well mm -hmm. i would take the shots but if not I, I wouldn't worry about it i wasn't going to spend any extra time on it yeah so uh, pretty much sounds like the same plan we had because i said the same thing would it be in a disappearing target there's no penalty if you take it or not right you know sounds like it was there for you yeah exactly you picked it up it wasn't there for me i saw it <laughs> but it was closing right and i i just i wasn't I wasn't you know didn't have my sights up you know lined up well enough before it before it disappeared on me so i just i went on and cleared the rest of the targets and left it it literally looked like by the time i got to the last position where i took the shots at the swinger it literally looked like somebody was holding it and was like, all right, <laughs> oh, well, since perfect. you're there now, we're going to let it go. <laughs> so, um, but even like I was telling uh, Coach B from the activator portion, running to that final position, I don't feel like I was pushing myself. I felt like I could have ran it harder. Yeah. Right. And everybody else said it looked good. It looked smooth, you know, but, you know, by me being... I know how to gauge myself with running, and I knew sure. I could have put more into it, and I didn't, you know. But 
I um, have a tendency to not push my my speed, my running, you know, as well. I, I think I did today mm-hmm. on that stage because I was, I was really consciously thinking about it right. because I really wanted to do that. Right. Um, that's just something, you know, I, I need to work on that more myself. Yeah. Stay in your seats and here are a few words from our sponsors. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality hermit oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made at an online store or is sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. So now stage four. Stage four was another Travis Pew Pew Crane concoction. All right. 
this one right here, once again, literally, I counted five different options, but the way just listening to other people, it sounded like I was missing about two or three more options of how that stage could have been ran. You know, so originally what I was going to do was start off in the back left corner and step up and then like clean half of it like half of the stage yeah do a reload go back to the far right corner clean up and finish the other half but when i was doing my walkthrough i saw something and i was like oh man i can only really just go to two positions and sweep it right so i decided to go that route but i believe if i would have ran it my time would have probably been better because taking those longer shots, the debate was, when I yeah. was talking to yeah. Rob, was longer shots versus running to a position and getting the closer yep. shots for speed. So what was your time um, for comparison? Because I ran this stage. Okay, so stage four, I ended up getting 22 alphas, nine charlies, one delta, and I ended up getting 22.880 seconds. All right. So a hit factor of six point. Four nine one two. So I ran. Oh, what crap! Hold on. I ran the stage, starting at the deep left corner, where that one partial behind the barrel was visible from okay. my draw. Well, you started up the very top. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't even think about that one. And um, from that one, I transitioned to the three middle targets that, you know, were at certain positions of the stage were hidden behind the no shoots. Okay. So I transitioned from that partial right behind the barrel, which was that was the only place you could see it, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, you might could have seen it from the other side of the... Well, you could have saw it from the... Other side of the range. Yeah, from the other side on that wall that was the far back wall. Yeah. Well, I started on that one anyway and transitioned to the three in the middle, and I, was, I shot those, engaged those as I was backing up, and then went to the left. There were uh, two double stacks on the left that by the time I, you know, while I was backing up, I was positioning myself for these two double stacks that were, you know, between the walls on the left. And then I just had uh, like a couple little shuffle steps over to the far left targets, far left double stack. Right. Um, I did a reload from there and then just went down the right side at that point um, and didn't even have to run all the way down to the, the end of the fault line on the right side um to engage the the three targets behind the barrels but that one i did 20 21 alpha 10 charlie one delta 15.7 seconds oh wow so it's not 9.3 hit factor okay so you you got seven seconds on me on that one so which basically concludes that running it versus taking the longer shots would have been a better option so that's something that you know i've really seen just through my experimentation and using the timer and trying stages a different way mm-hmm. you know it, it makes sense you get closer to targeting you shoot faster, shoot faster yeah. so. <laughs> as long as you know you don't have like a 30 yard run you got to go to or something right but. <laughs> and like i said this one right here was fairly you could have like blew past the targets and just tap 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 and reload and go to another point and take like a, a semi-long shot to come back to closer shots and then finish. Yeah. So you know? the, the shooting I did, it was, you know, it was a little bit more of an advanced level. I was shooting on the move, backing up, right. up range, covering a decent amount of ground. So I was moving fairly quickly. Mm. 
you know it, that everyone may not be comfortable with that approach but um but it worked out for me yeah. kept me close to the targets and you know i was i was still moving the whole time i was shooting and so on this stage i call it tactical patience so i was really focusing on patience especially on the tuxedo and the headshot only targets so this was the next stage stage five no we're still on stage four. oh the same one still on okay. stage four so what i actually ended up doing on four in the second position i went to i was using that barrel to block out the hard cover on the um well the black on the tuxedo yeah right so i only only had like that a zone and i was aiming as close to that as possible because my theory was if it hits that barrel i'm gonna hear it and now i know how to compensate for yeah it. i hit the barrel one time i had one makeup shot on it right so i didn't yeah. hit it yeah. but i was like okay i'm good which i just kept sweeping around you know what i'm saying but i felt like the ones on the back wall i could have done faster because i was too busy focusing too much on the front sight post instead of when as soon as i saw it those three i should have just tap 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 and then come to the last one tap tap but like i said i was just in that rhythm of looking at that front sight post yeah that's i was, the, I was yeah. in, a, in a zone the speed change-ups yeah, yeah I, was, I was in that <laughs> zone you know what i'm saying so like i said that was another travis crane creation and it was it was really good it was really good it was good yeah so now stage five Stage five was another Travis Crane creation, but this one kind of played with you a little bit because what I actually ended up doing, and let me kind of put it in your mind. If you got a, a six foot wide by 10 foot length fault line as a rectangle, he had a wall coming down the middle of it with the opening that you could have fit through about halfway. And if you look into the left, with your heel on the rear fault line, there was one target, a set of barrels, and then on the other side of the barrels was three more targets, All right? Now, if I'm facing those three targets, my back is now to the opening. If I was to go through that opening and now do a, an about face, a 180 turn, now look to my right, there was three more targets in line. Now coming to my left, there was a barrel with a headshot only, right? Which now if I was to turn to my left, there was uh, one target about five feet away from the head only target. The back corner, which would have been like at least 20, 25 feet away, was a tuxedo. To the left of that, at the same distance, was a full target. To the left of that was another full target. Then it went partial, no shoot, and then closer to you, looking all the way to the left, looking through a port, was a double stack. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot going on there, but it was easy. But depending on how you positioned yourself would have been how the reaction would have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? That was uh, I, that explanation was great. I don't know if everyone got it, but just mm -hmm. that you had that clarity mm -hmm. of the stage still afterwards. Right. <laughs> yeah, that means that you were visualizing it you oh, know, the yeah. way you needed to. So yeah. that was a great description. Yeah. So <laughs> the the one thing I was looking at was how can you run this stage forward without coming back? 
and really you had to come back one time yeah at least for one target yes i don't know that i don't think you i don't know i think you had to at some point yeah uh, unless you was going to do that hard lean either left or right for one shot or three shots yeah i mean that uh that that would just that would yeah that would slow you down way more but i guess you could have done that yeah so on this one what i actually did was i started on the left side of the wall heels on the on rear fault line and as soon as the timer went off instantly i picked up my left foot as i was drawing the firearm out the holster two shots and now by the time i hit that second shot my foot was already on the ground took one big step backwards now one big step forward going into the right box three shots two four six mm-hmm. one step look to the left that opening the door i was talking about three more shots you know two yep. four six or well, three targets two four six shots turned around well step forward and now that port as i'm looking through that port right i use the edge of the port to line up that first target and then from there is when i swept just going from left to right finishing on the headshot to my far left okay nice you know what i'm saying so on that one i did it in 14.92 seconds tom powers had the same stage plan as i did and he did it in 11 seconds and it's pretty quick he was shooting limited this time too. yes he was shooting limited and uh, you know you know a quick conversation with him and i was like man i'm still trying to figure out how'd you squeeze 11 seconds out of that and he pretty much said um it was just all splits and transitions you know what i'm saying so and i think what the problem was for me i was focusing too much on the front sight post on a close target versus i could have just like pointing and just pulled the yeah trigger. on the closer ones yeah right. you don't always man mm-hmm. it's it's hard to, uh, I don't know, explain it to like a lower class shooter because you want Them to people to use them. your sights. You, people right. you need to use their sights. But there's also different sight pictures and, you know, what is necessary at a five yard target is definitely not necessary at a, or I'm sorry, what's necessary at a 25-yard target is definitely not necessary at a five-yard target. Correct. So you can actually just be looking down the side of your gun and not specifically using the sights on the top of the slide, but you're still aiming. You're just you're just using a different part of the gun to aim with. Right. Um, so it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. And actually, um, when I was listening to one of our... Uh, previous podcast Keita was mentioned something that i need to try putting what she say electrical tape over the front of my site is what she told me or, or what she said in a podcast yeah she when to, she said that i was like what yeah, i don't <laughs> know i think what she was saying was to, don't use the illumination just use the edge that's what i took out of that and i don't know if i was right or um, wrong in assuming that I guess it would maybe I was aiming a little too much myself at closer targets. Right. Um I don't know. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try it. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, overall I ended up running that stage with um twenty four alphas, three Charlies, one mic, and the mic was from hitting the black on a tuxedo 
with the time of 14.92 with the hit factor of 8.1769. So, like I said, I felt like I was smooth. I felt like it was fast until Tom shot it. And I was like, holy cow, hold on now. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, he's quick. Yeah, he's very quick. Very quick with it. So, but now your stage design, was it any different than what I described or you pretty much did the same thing? My stage plan. Yeah, the for stage that one. plan. Um, I did a little something different. Uh-oh, what you Coming doing? out of the holster, I shot from the hip, didn't even establish uh, a two-handed grip. There you go. On that real close target. Yep. I've never done that before. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but did you catch it on video? I, I felt like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see that I don't know. I had two cameras going. I'll have to see if, it, oh, if yeah. it's on there or not. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be very interesting to see. <laughs> but oh, after yeah. after that one, it uh, you know I ran around and yeah, I think I shot it down the right side pretty much the same way you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took the three... The three targets on the right and then transition to the left through that first port or the or break between the walls where the three open targets were. And then I actually shot the, the next three left targets through that port in the window. And I stopped moving at that point and just cleared everything back to the right mm-hmm. and ended on that one headshot behind the barrel. Okay. That's the way I ended out. So yeah. it, pretty much the same, same way yeah. you do it. That's, that's awesome. Great minds think alike on different squads. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in your seats and here are a few words from our sponsors. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So. Check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com.
the gun cleaners? Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. All right, so now stage six, final stage of the day. This was one that I designed. And I heard people call it a multitude of things. Today. <laughs> Somebody called it the apartment complex. Somebody else called it a maze. Somebody else called it the rat maze. <laughs> Travis called it um, a house with AC. He was just looking for the TV. <laughs> so um, on this one, my main objective for designing this stage was to try to get people to stop. Like at one position, just stop and take shots to go to the next position to stop. But from what I've seen and the squad that I shot on today, I consider that to be the super squad because it was like a wealth of experience on it. And from what I've seen, it slowed down a lot of people a great deal. You know oh, yeah, I heard a lot of those guys had several mics on yes. on that one stage. Yep. And like I said, even on that stage, I actually ended up hitting a no-shoot myself. And I slowed down tremendously, but I didn't slow down enough to do a makeup shot on it. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up getting 16 Alphas, 13 Charlies, one mic, once again hitting a tuxedo. And, uh, well, not, not the tuxedo, but the hardcover um, for the mic that also was the no-shoot as well. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So overall time was 24.38 with a hit factor of 4.5939. And the way I ran it was, um, so if you was to look at the stage, you had to start with your toes on the X. And there was literally walls within the stage design, which kind of made a maze. But it wasn't anything to confuse you. It was just corners to force you to slow down on a dead run. So... My original stage plan was stepping into the shooting area, going to my left around that wall. Once you clear the wall, you can see three headshot targets. Transitioning to the right was three more headshot targets at a farther distance. So that would have put you at least 35 feet. And yeah, they were out there a good way. Yeah, it was out there from, it, from, that, from point. that point where yeah. I'm talking about. And that's almost on the rear fault line. So this one, you had a no-shoot that only exposed the headshot. The next one was a head box, and the rest of the target was black for the hardcover with another no-shoot over the next target that exposed more of a shooting area, which better off just doing the headshot as we talked about before. Yeah, um, right. a lot of time. So now safer. Yeah. So now if you would have stepped forward on the left hand side of the wall, there was a double stack target right there. Now moving right, 
into the next set of walls that kind of made the maze, there was three targets. You had a tuxedo, a full target, and then another tuxedo um, hitting behind a barrel, which kind of forced you to stop to take a hard lean into it. As you're backing up, now you're coming into that maze, whereas you get back to that wall, it forced you to go to the right. Now you got to step forward, which brought you into a double stack, bottom top. Now going around the wall to the right, which brings you back to the start area with that real fault line behind another barrel to the far right is another double stack. And then if you was to take four steps, four to five steps behind you, brings you back to the start area. So I just kind of described it in making it a circle. Yeah. So you, you did change your stage plan from what we looked at this morning. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So what I actually did was, because um, my original plan was to step in, go to the left, shoot the three headshots that were closer, take the three headshots that were further, execute a reload, now run to the right, take out the two behind the barrel, step forward on the retreat, hit the next double stack behind the second barrel, set of barrels, then come around, um, step forward, kind of slow down and to the left, hit that double stack that was um, would have been in between the start shooting position to the far targets because it just exposed itself right there. Going into that final position of the, um, the tuxedo, clear tuxedo that was behind the barrel in that final opening port. Yeah, that's the way yeah. I shot it after we looked we at it this morning it. together. I like yeah. that plan. I, yeah. I stuck with that one. I like so it. So what I did was I saw Coach B shoot it, and then I started weighing how other people were shooting it. And I changed it last minute. So what I actually ended up doing was when I stepped into the shooting area, I went to my right first. Shot the, the two on the right behind the barrel on the move, coming around, shooting the other two, you know, um, walking backwards on the X-Fill, bypassing that one on the left that we talked about, going straight into that corner that's going to have you force that deep lean yep. on the tuxedo, clear tuxedo. And then I shot the one um, tuxedo on the retreat executed a reload and as i turned around that double stack was right there right so i okay. took that double stack now i'm standing flat-footed and now i'm shooting the headshots on all the far targets and you're closer too i'm closer yeah but i ended up having the one no shoot on the first target and then had the two shots on the other two targets as um after i finish I hurry up to the rear fault line in the corner to take those three headshots on those targets yeah. that was to the far left. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, and like I said, doing all of that, it put me at 24.38 seconds. So that sounds like a good plan too. Yeah. And um, I think it worked better for me because of the reason why I want to change that design the longer shots shooting at iron sights would have been forever. <laughs> yeah, that so would. Um, that was the only reason why they I were tough. To change it. I mean, there were. Yeah. So there were tw twenty-yard headshots, maybe. Yes. So, but at the same time, like I said, from, uh, from the original plan, if you were shooting from the back, right. 
So, but I was more like, okay, once again, when you weigh in that option, when it comes to shooting, <laughs> and depending on what division you're shooting in, you know, it plays a, a lot on you. Because a red dot, you know, you can put a red dot on it and just pull it, and where that dot is is where the bullet more yeah, likely it, is going. Yeah, it kind of uh, stretches out, you know, the, you know, the distance that you're comfortable with, you right. know, accuracy-wise and speed-wise. Yeah. Get a little bit of an advantage just, just from the from the red dot sight over the irons, for sure. Yeah. Now, the fastest I've seen that ran today was like 17 seconds. That's quick. Yeah, and it was um, a guy named Chance who was shooting carry optics. So it's quicker than I ran it. I did it in 19... 19 seconds. Yeah, he did it 17 seconds, but um, I can't remember what his score was. But um, but he, like I said, he had a nice run with it. It was quick. You know what I'm saying. Yep. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. He ran it in 19 seconds. The stage that he did it in 17 was a different stage, but he did it 19:30. Oh, okay. Also. Um, because before he shot it, the fastest time was like 20 seconds, and then when he went up. He actually did it 19:30, and I was like, "Well, that's still pretty fast." Yeah, you know it's quick. That's a, there's a lot of movement on that stage. Yeah, especially with the stop and go that you had to do. Yeah, you know. Yep. So it panned out, but like I said, overall, it was a fun match. It, it was a fun Good. match. In my I'm, I'm glad I heard that from a lot of people, and yeah. it um, it wore me out. I wasn't sure. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even think straight this morning when I've yeah. got there. No man. But um. Last well, last few stages, I I don't know what happened, but uh, maybe I got some more Powerade in me or something. But I'm starting <laughs> to feel a bit better, and shooting a little better. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a good approach to look at it. <laughs> but overall, like I said here, we got what two more episodes, and like I said, the M W Tactical Podcast is going to take a break. But I'm still going to be shooting, and I'll still be using Instagram and posting stuff on Instagram as well as far as my journey within the shooting because there's a couple big matches that we're going to be heading to. Yep, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've so got like, kind of July is I'm I need a break actually. I'm burnt right. out right at the moment. So right. <laughs> I'm going to take a, a week or two off just from myself and uh I I'm still be practicing but I'm not going to shoot any matches. Uh right. maybe I don't know. Maybe one in July or but gotcha. I'll, I'm going to get some practice in July, kind of take some time for myself. And then August, September, October, the matches, our major matches back start in. back up. So well, I, need, I need a little break. Well, like I said, for me, here we got next weekend is Spartanburg. So Spartanburg for me next weekend is nothing more than the revisit between Lucky and myself to see if it's either going to be 2-2 two, two or 3-1. <laughs> All right. Well, so good. We, we're going to see how it's going to be. But to let everybody know, Lucky is still up 2-1. Two, two, and, of course, like I said beforehand, I was rubbing it into him, so I have to do it to myself because it's only <laughs> fair. But we are building up for the Toys for Tots that is taking place in November at MCRC. So every match we shoot together, this is how it's going to be tallied. And whoever wins going into it, it's more bragging rights and we're going to do something special at the end when it comes to the Toys for Tots match. You know, Very cool. so we're going to come together and do something like that. Great cause. Yeah, well, yeah. So 
I'm planning on doing something on I'm trying to open it up on Facebook on the polls to see who everybody think will win. The second thing what I'm thinking of doing and I want to do this, I just have to confirm it with Lucky is to he sets up a GoFundMe page, I set up a GoFundMe page, and then all the proceeds from people just donating who they think is going to win or <laughs> whatever the case may be, all that money is going to go to Toys for Tots anyway. You know what I'm saying? That'd so, be great. Yeah, so like I said, it's, I think it's a great cause to do that. And it's just something Mid Carolina has been doing for the past however many years. This will be like my third year partaking yeah, in I, it. Linda, you know I don't know when she started. It's been going on for years. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah, so like I, better. Said, I, I think it's a great cause. So it's something to look into, something to think about. But either way you look at it, I want to bring everybody in to the lucky fold challenge between him, he and myself. <laughs> so this Saturday at Spartanburg, registration will be open. So hop on to a squad. Come on out and see this battle between Lucky and myself. And you're going to hear a lot more about that on the next episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> All right. So, but before we do close out, what I do want to do is I want to go ahead and remind everybody, head on over to Instagram and follow at CSRE Shooters. Um, that's the page that Dave runs. Then, of course, if you look up at Munitions Weapons Tactical, that's the page that I follow. And then you can also go to Facebook and look up at CSRE Shooters. And you have to request to be a member of that page. More than likely, once you hit that request button, Dave will let you in. Yeah, I'll let you in. Yeah. So as long as you're a real person. <laughs> and then go to M-W Tactical on Facebook and give me a follow there as well. You know, so outside of that, that is it for me for this week and i'm just going to go ahead and get back to practicing and focusing on some things that i'm still trying to work out that i think i got a grasp on right now as far as movement you know what i'm saying so everything is an yeah. evolution that we're working towards yep so but you have any last minute words you want to say to the good people i appreciate everyone coming out to the match and all the all the kind words um, you know about the match and the stages. It um, wore on me this week. Just the heat. It man, it's tough. It's really tough to do one of these matches in the middle of the summer. But I'm glad everybody had a good time. And uh, we're gonna do it again next month if I'm if I'm still around. <laughs> hey, that's it right there. So right now, if everybody will stay in your seats, and here is a few words from our sponsors. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. Are you in the market to purchase your first or next firearm, but find the atmosphere of a gun store intimidating, crowded, or uninviting? There's a way for you to purchase the gun you want while avoiding the crowds, the gruff salesmen, and the marked up prices that come with a brick and mortar gun store. 
The process is called a transfer, where the purchase is made in an online store and sent to a federally licensed middleman called an FFL, who processes the paperwork and background check for a firearm purchase. CAE Transfers is the FFL with the lowest transfer cost in the Midlands at only $20 or $15 with the presentation of a South Carolina concealed weapons permit and $10 for repeat customers. If you live in Columbia, South Carolina or its surrounding areas, choose CAE Transfers as your FFL during checkout and let me help you complete your online gun purchase. You can find and follow CAE Transfers online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at CAE Transfers. Thank you for your business, and I look forward to seeing you soon. JM4 Tactical has developed a state-of-the-art polymer holster that will quickly become your go-to holster. With high-quality Hermit Oak leather, securely sewn to the interior of the molded outer Bolteron shell, your draw becomes silent and no more scratches up and down your firearm. When seconds count, you can rest assured that you will have the upper hand when you need it most. Whether you carry open or concealed, the Relic Holster is available in four different models, fitting over hundreds of different style guns. The new reliable, easy, light, individual carry holster by JM4 Tactical. Order your Relic today at jm4tactical.com. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially with concealed carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. I'm Jason Pratt, Masterclass USPSA shooter, owner of Brass Monkey Bullets. If you're interested in competition bullets, visit www.brassmonkeybulletsllc.com or call me at 423-967-1063. For more information, my email is brassmonkeybulletsllc at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m 
m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase m-w tactical apparel but please go to our facebook and instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the two-way community until next week keep shooting keep practicing and have fun